When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. (laughs) Hey, everybody, and welcome to a brand new Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history. And share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. Uh, with me always is your other host. Bryce Johnson. And our super producer. Riley Bray. And uh, we're doing something a little different this week, guys, because our guest had some technical issues. We decided to kick this recording over to Zoom. Uh, and we are going to record the video of this impromptu yeah. with our guest. This is going to be up. You're going to be able to watch the video. On our Patreon. Now we're making lemonade. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Bigfoot Collectors Club, the other side. So if you want to watch this, go to patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club and subscribe for $5 a month. You'll get three to five bonus episodes. You'll get fun video shit like this. And uh, we're going to thank all of you in just a minute. But to to thank our patrons, I would like to bring in our guest for today. She's the godmother of the podcast. She's a comedian, author, actor, writer. She does everything. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, cryptids and non-cryptids alike, please welcome back to the clubhouse, Ms. Jen Kirkman. Yeah! All right! Thank you, guys. And... People, you got to get this Patreon because I've got great wallpaper. I've got, I put eyeshadow on. <laughs> and I have a Nir- I'm wearing a Nirvana nightgown. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. God, that's amazing. This is top quality content. Here. I mean, yeah. this, you need to pay. No one gets to see me in my nightgown. You You're good. You, 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 you get to see Jen in a nightgown. You get to see Riley in the, the clubhouse where we used to record these things. Yeah. You see Bryce in what looks to be Club Bryce itself, judging from the blue glow <laughs> behind him. It looks like he's about to get bottle service. <laughs> he's in the VIP section of Club Bryce. And then over yep. my shoulders, you'll see uh, my Ghostbusters action figure collection, uh, some Star Wars shit over here, a bunch of Star Wars crap. Uh, it's Amazing. fun. You get a little glimpse into all of our little uh, sad worlds. Of- <laughs> um, all right. Before we get into everything with Jen, Jen, welcome back to the show, by the way. Thank you. We love you. Uh, it's so great love you're you here. Uh, we have some Patreon shout outs. So here we go. These are all the people who recently rejoined the Patreon or joined it for the first time. So, boy, uh, Jen, would you like to join in on thanking our friends over on the Patreon? Of course. Here we go. Uh, we'll start with Jen, go to Bryce, and then to Riley. How's that sound? Perfect. Mm-hmm. Alternate great. those thanks. Okay, here we go. Sam Royale. Thank you. Ian Alistair. Thank you. Heidi Klein. Thank you. Baron A. Auron. 
Thanks, Jen. Beren. There you go. <laughs> Billy Yum Yum 2 by 2 Thank you, Billy. Alejandro Moreno. Thank you. Virginia Maroney. Thanks, Virginia. Eli Green. Thank you, Eli. Renee Romich. It's so unfair that I have to follow that. Thank you. M underscore H. M underscore H. Oh, my God. Thank you. Bob Grizzly. Thank you very much, Bob. Carrie Longest. Thank you. Austin Starnes. Thanks, dude. Jeff Stewart. Thank you. Joshua Cutchin. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Oh, wow, Joshua. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. Up, dude? Justin Campoli. Thanks. Anita Weinberg. Thanks, Anita. Valerie Mancher. It's funny every time. Thank you. Dan Deman. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. You Deman. Courtney Block. Thank you, Courtney. Sammy Davis. Junior. Thank you. Michelle C. Vine. Thanks, Michelle. Thomas Ghent. Thank you. Matt McGlushon. Thank you. McGlashan. I fancied it up. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, Rick Ermes. Hey, thanks, Rick. Angela Coombs or Combs. Thank you, Angela. I think it's Combs. Angela Combs, thank you. Thanks, Angela. Ross Griff. Thanks, Ross. Now you guys get to all watch me screw up these names. Uh, Kenzie Morgan. Thanks, Kenzie. Steve Schnack. Thanks, Steve. Daya Barkley. Thanks. Morn Weum. Thanks. Amy. Thank you, Amy. Meat Mans. Thanks, Meat Mans. Mike Hendricks. Hey, thanks, Mike. Kenneth Malam. Thank you. Jessica Soltero. Thank you. And Jeffrey Soltero. Thanks, Jeffrey. Sister of Jessica. Brother, I mean. I think they're husband, husband and wife. Oh, sorry. I think they're husband and wife. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Gross, sister and brother. Oh. Or they're the Wonder Twins, which would be cool. I don't know. Why Jeff- do they assume they're sister and brother? <laughs> That's how long it's been since I've had a fucking relationship. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Dildana. Thank you, Jeffrey. Tiana Holt. Thanks, Tiana. Taco Bell Cat Dad. Thanks, Taco Bell Cat Dad. Timmy Red. Thank you, Timmy. Holly Stidham. Thank you. Ellie. Hey, Ellie. Thanks. J.B. Steppo. Thank you. Anthony Golden. Thanks, Anthony. Forrest. Forrest, rock on. Michelle Bryant. Thank you, Michelle. Alex Northrop. Thank you. Ben Forsyth. Thanks, Ben. Timothy Burke. Thank you very much. Mark Morris. Thank you. Robert Dean Ware. Thanks, baby. Kristen Anderson. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, everybody. Thank you. Thank wow. you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, all of you guys who joined the Patreon, we really appreciate it. If you want to uh, join in, see stuff like this, uh, do our movie club apps, our Northern Fright series that we're doing all winter long, Zoom shows like this one and the recent Willow Creek reunion, and our Bigfoot TV club where we are currently recapping every episode of Bryce's show on Discovery Plus Expedition Bigfoot. Nice. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. And now... It's time for the show. Yay. Jen, welcome back. Any weird shit going on in your life since you were last here on the uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club? Well, yes, but I don't want to say it. But you know Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> now you're um, like Bryce. You just well, keep more secrets from us the longer the show goes on. Yeah, I feel like I don't want to talk about it because this particular person who died, they, the, the last thing they want is me to talk about them. Got and I, I think their ghost came to me to be like, please, please. 
please. But I, I, there, there was a recent someone I knew passed that I was very close with at one point in my life. And uh-huh. there is one object in my home that they are related to. It was mm-hmm. given to me by them. And uh, it's a giant oil painting that hangs in my guest bathroom that I don't ever really use. Um, and I've been in this apartment seven years. I've been through many very apartment-shaking earthquakes. My pictures always end up crooked after every earthquake. Never the giant oil painting in the bathroom as it's very, very secured um, in a different way than my other pictures are. Mm. And uh, I went in the bathroom to get something out of the cabinet and it was almost like if you, it almost like you were set decorating a haunted house, you know, it was just perfectly just tilted on. And I've, I've had that up for seven years. There wasn't an earthquake. And I thought, is this person who recently passed away sending me a message? Um, we, we had, uh, we weren't on good terms when this person passed away. And so I feel like they're the last thing their ghost would do is visit me. But if so, it would be more of a prank than a, uh, you know, some, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, yeah. I was texting Michael, like, what do I fucking do? <laughs> and he told me to say something about good energy. And then I heard a giant slam <laughs> in the oh, bathroom wow. and that scared me. Um, there was a bunch of stuff that had fallen, um, like on the inside of the closet, you know, where I keep my cleaning supplies, like something had tipped over. So it's not that crazy. You know, things can tip over. It was just, the timing. The timing was not ideal. Um, but that's it. I mean, the picture now, I cannot get it to stay straight. It's not as crazy crooked. It's just a little bit. So I leave it there as a, a have, you know. Have you take, taken the painting off, the print off the wall and look just to make sure that, like, the hook's not loose? and maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Problem? Yeah. It's just. Have you checked for treasure maps behind the. Uh... Behind this, the paper this line. could be a Curly's Gold situation. It's true. It's a good point. God, Where that's this a person's great idea. ghost is trying to be like, hey, by the way, I gave you this because there's a treasure map in here. Uh, when I, I hope I was hoping you would discover it. I, I just I can't imagine this ghost wants anything good for me. <laughs> well, you know what? When you cross over to the other side, you see things from a different perspective. I'm sure they're listening yeah. high and they're saying, go find that treasure. Oh, I hope. But that, but that's about it. You know, um, I have uh, my sage stick that I'm going to be burning throughout the episode because I, I don't want any other weird things happening. Mm. And I don't oh. want any ghosts listening. Oh, she's on that podcast again. She's open, <laughs> not open. Gotcha. Great. Sounds good. Well, we'll keep an eye over your shoulder in case we see a shadow person move behind you. <laughs> yeah, please. Just like, I, I like the idea of the ghosts listening to our podcast, just like tune. I do too. Yeah. Like, oh, this week. You don't think that when you guys record that like spirits are more focused on you guys? That's what we've been told. Yeah. No, been told that happens. Of course it does. I don't know about that. That's um, interesting. That's the one thing you guys don't believe. Yeah, I don't believe yeah, the that's out there. Yeah. Michael doesn't <laughs> believes it conveniently because he doesn't want that to be yeah. the thing. I don't oh want it. I, I think if you just say, "Hey," I don't think I said anything about good energy. I just mean like, "Hey, uh, I acknowledge you're here. Go away, please. Thank you." Mm. <laughs> and that should take care of it. Yeah. Um. All right, everybody. Um. I I had some BCC news uh, that I think I might save for next week because 
it's not a really great visual uh, thing now that we're recording this, but I do have one that is a bit more visual that's a little fun. Uh, it's just sort of in your mind's eye, I guess, visual. Uh, so, Riley, it's time for some... Oh, I was going to hold. just hold... I'll edit this. Hold Ooh. on. No, edit uh, anything. This is how it's all done. Oh, we're just gonna let it roll. Yeah, let it roll, baby. Sure. Why not? See, okay. Everybody... It's time for some BCC news. I was trying to play the sound cue and it didn't play. Are we still not thing. editing this? We're really letting people know. Yeah, how we'll this let all it works. go. All right, it's BCC I, news. I crushed that. Wait, oh, I got it. Okay, it's time. He's gonna play the cue. I'm gonna play. It's like oh. radio. It's like real life. Remember, it's we're like doing life. this live now. It's live, <laughs> it's live, baby. It's By the been way, a while. His, Bryce, your mustache is coming back. We noticed. It's looking good. Yeah. Yeah, I had a cop roll the other day, so I thought I'd just go for it. <laughs> every every cop now audition, just, you got to grow a mustache. Now I can imagine just like them, like watching and go, "Wow, desperate this guy. Look at this fucking guy's take." <laughs> hey, I'm a cop. Look at me. You're under arrest. You literally oh, like have a donut and a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Oh well. All right, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Oh, you have to say the line. Oh right? well, you did it before. All right, everybody, we have some. <laughs> oh fucking hell! BCC Oh, we're gonna get this right. If we're doing it, we're gonna get it right. All right, here we go. Say the line. Okay, everybody, we have some. BCC News. So anticlimactic. Uh, all right. We did it, though. We did it. We did it. All right. This is from last month. Jen, I'm excited to know if you heard about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got this from BuzzFeed. Uh, this is all about, this headline reads, I truly don't understand this hobby that Kesha picked up from Demi Lovato, but I respect it. Uh, apparently, and I'm going to sort of, uh, shortchange this one, uh, paraphrase, I mean, uh, Demi Lovato and Kesha are, tr- are meditating and trying to contact UFOs. Mm. Oh, I hadn't heard about this, uh, the story or the notion. So, uh, BuzzFeed says, of course, we knew Demi was out there looking for signs of life from other planets. She said so in her monologue while hosting last year's E! People's Choice Awards, joking that she, <laughs> that's like... Weird choice, but I love it. <laughs> you know that if Bryce and I are, are ever like given the opportunity to host the E! People's Choice Awards, we will work Bigfoot into our opening monologue. <laughs> yeah. Something about the government hiding the truth about Sasquatch and then on to the nominees. Yes. Uh, Joking that she got unengaged, then went looking for aliens in the desert. But now, (laughs) I mean, first of all, Demi Lovato, if you're listening, please come on the show. We want to talk to you. Uh, But now Kesha's got aliens on the brain, too. Kesha said, I'm like trying to get all my friends and family into meditating the aliens to us, she went on. It's my new favorite hobby because of Demi Lovato. Kesha, Demi, this author says, I salute you both, specifically for your quest to find out whether the truth is, in fact, really out there. And I guess they got into some books. I'm wondering if it's some Stephen Greer stuff. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but that uh, this article was brought to us by... Uh, Larry Fitzmaurice at BuzzFeed. Um, yeah, so there you go. 
strange. Oh, there was that UFO sighting over Los Angeles two weeks ago. That was ago. crazy. Yeah. Maybe they, if they live in LA, maybe they they've done it. That's a great point. We should put that up in the Instagram. Uh, there was that we were, uh, somebody would took a photo of a weird light flying over LA out of the screen of their car, and I think we have Demi and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kesha to thank for that. Absolutely. You know, this 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 subject of of summoning UFOs is kind of. Uh, I've come in contact with that idea a few times recently. One, I was reading Amy Bruni's new book, My Life with Ghosts, and she talks about one of the, I guess, survivors, probably not the right word, but one of the children that grew up in the the Conjuring house, that that house that they made the Conjuring movies off of, um, with all that poltergeist activity, she says she now has the ability to summon UFOs. And uh, people have seen her do it. And... uh, and then I was going through, um, I don't know, my Instagrams or whatever, and I saw this gentleman out of Las Vegas who, who also claimed the ability to summon UFOs. And the news, the news uh, like KTL something, Vegas, uh, put out a news reporter out there. And, you know, he meets this. He's like, you know, you pick the place, you pick the time. He told the reporter. And he's like, okay, well, let's meet in this park at the so-and-so time. The guy gets there, and the guy just sort of goes into this sort of like, meditative thing and then the reporter looks up and there's a fucking light above head and he's he's like you could see the reporter's just like shell-shocked he's like what the wow i mean what is that and it's like he's like i told you you know and it's like but there seems to be this idea that uh you know through meditation through prayer through uh high high concentration you know i guess we all might have the ability to i done it myself maybe in the past uh summon some ufos but i love the connection between paranormal activity and the and the the ability to summon ufos and um i think so many people think these these things are mutually exclusive but you know i can i can probably list off a few different cases where where paranormal activity are related to strange lights in the sky or what people would interpret as ufos so there's got to be a connection there i would think i've seen that video or that news story that's been around for a while now mm. at least 10 10 years or so yeah that's right uh, it's pretty old we'll see if we can find that link and throw it up uh somewhere so you guys can watch it i'll put a link in the show notes to this episode it's a really fun the the, the guy is like oh my god he actually did it yeah yeah and it's the classic type of ufo that you would see in somebody it's just some like strange little ball of light changing colors and and just sort of, you know, lazily hanging in the in, in the sky above. It's very strange. So I, I don't know, you know. That's why it's like, are these UFOs extraterrestrials, or is there something stranger going on? I don't know if we'll ever we'll ever truly know the answer. And maybe there's both. Maybe it's both. Maybe you know, there's extraterrestrials and UFOs, and maybe there's these poltergeist lights too. So who knows? Well, if there's any way to get in touch with beings on another planet you know who's to say if something as extraordinary as that exists why yeah. wouldn't our our minds our meditations our intentions why couldn't that be part of it they yeah. supposedly Good can point. like they're telepathic so they would be able to be like oh there's somebody uh, somebody's down there some podcast idiot who's been alone in his yeah. apartment for <laughs> 11 months now i'm getting a call i'm being touch. summoned yeah. Well, you know, it's like uh, that movie that was just out, The Trial of the Chicago 7, but Abby Hoffman and a bunch of those um, guys from the the 60s and 70s, I mean, he would stage these kind of outrageous things 
to call attention to political things, but he had this more comedic bent to it, but also a little spiritual bent to it. But it was tongue in cheek, but he had a bunch of people that they were going to try to levitate the Pentagon. <laughs> and so, yeah. actually, you know, so stuff like that is like, I mean, he wasn't serious, I don't think, but, you oh, know. Oh, no, they were, they were serious. They were? They, yeah, this was like, uh, this was a, we should do a story on this actually. And my, a oh, 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 uh, girl that I went to high school with, her uncle was part of this movement. There was a big occultist hippie movement that they, it was sort of a peace protest. It was sort of an anti-Vietnam protest. Yeah. They were going to go uh, circle, they encircled the Pentagon and they all meditated to try to lift the Pentagon from its foundation. It was like a big, you know, it didn't, didn't happen obviously, mm. but it was like a big, uh, you know, press story got a lot of attention. Um, that's just off the top of my head, but it is, I've read about it before and it's a really cool story, uh, that we should, we should do, we should do on the show sometime. Yeah. When this thing's all over, man, I would love for us to do some field trips and, and, you know, get out there in the field and try and summon a UFO, all four of us. I think that would be awesome. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Maybe, we levit- just go- maybe le- levitate a table afterwards if we have I time. Think, I think Please we go to Shaver Lake and do it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you're definitely coming. Let's you're go to there. Shaver Lake. Let's just go up to Shaver Lake and do it. Done. Yeah, absolutely. Come on up, guys. It's there. You know? Oh, the lake is always so there. Getting murdered. All right, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So No, you'll be uh, the sole survivor. We'll all get yeah. murdered. You're the final the girl, one. Jen. Yeah, that you live to tell the tale. That is yeah. true. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Um, all right. Uh, it's time to dig back into the L files. We're reading listener stories this week. Uh, you guys wrote in to uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com with your personal paranormal histories and stories of high strangeness. And we're going to dig, da- diggy dive right in. I wanted to start with a letter that's a fun one. This isn't totally an L file, but you know, I found it in the file cabinet, so it's fine. This is from listener Lyric, who says, Hey guys, my son is six and would like for me to share his theories on Bigfoot, Mothman, and Nessie. These are written exactly as he told them. 
He doesn't listen to the podcast, but hears me talk about it all the time and has a very vivid imagination, which we, of course, indulge. He talks a lot about aliens, claims to be part alien, and when asked, he wanted to share. Uh, when asked what he wanted to share for his email, he said, "I don't want to reveal my secrets." <laughs> I love, I love this kid. Yeah, <laughs> this kid might actually be an alien. But here we go. Here's what he says about Bigfoot. He is a man that may be a teenager and had a dare to sleep in the forest for one night. In the morning, he woke up in the woods and couldn't find his way back home. So he searched all around to find his way home. He doesn't want people to see him because he's embarrassed that he may ma- that they may ma- make fun of him thinking he didn't follow through on the dare. Hmm. I love it. Cute. All right. That's yeah. Cute. Mm-hmm. Of course, my nose is like starting to run on the like one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's anyway. almost like he's a he's a teenager but he's a ghost no he didn't die on the dare no no, no. no he just got lost in um you know he he's did a, he did he, he, he go ahead riley sorry he's, a, he's just a hairy teen you know mm-hmm. i think it's, it's like <laughs> yeah it's like a, yeah it's a teen wolf situation but he chickened oh out of sleeping in the woods he, yeah, he got. Scared. I remember being. I remember being a teen, and I would always compare myself to uh, uh, the amount of hair somebody had on like their shins. It was a big thing. I was like, dude, this guy's, <laughs> of course you. This would. guy's got a lot of shin hair. Fuck, <laughs> that's a man right there. I, I'm not gonna have to meet him in the locker room because I don't have that much shin hair right now. <laughs> this guy is obviously right developing faster than the rest of us. I was terrified. Poor- <laughs> Not terrified. I was more disgusted. Right. I'm, I remember being like, I wonder if I got pubes yet. And I <laughs> took a look and they were coming in and I was, I immediately hated myself. I was like, I do <laughs> Why God? Yeah. I was like, no, thank you. More hair is more gross. Okay, here we go. Uh, by the way, I still have hair there. I don't want to sound like I shaved myself bald down there. Just... <laughs> Now we're all thinking about all my those, pubes. Did all these manscape pads, you know, who knows where things ended up. I like to keep it tidy. And how di- By the way, you guys failed Uncle Dickie and you killed him. I just want to let, let you know. Because you didn't order enough manscaped products, we no longer have Uncle Dickie with us. I mean, maybe Your it's fault. a good thing. How how much can we talk about ball trimming? It, uh, know, as much as they pay us. Uh, <laughs> it was nice, nice to make some money. Okay, here we go. All right. All uh, right. He says mo- about Mothman. He was a regular moth, and back in the old days when people used to eat frogs and stuff like that, some of, the f- some of those folks were trying to shoot him down. They winged him, but he could still fly a little. He fell into a chemical experiment that was supposed to turn – uh, anything into a man he was too powerful as a moth so it made him part man and part moth to be a moth or a man again he must find a human to eat i love it checks out yeah that's yeah. some te- teenage mutant ninja turtles logic there i dig it i like that he was too powerful as a moth yes. so they yes. made him part man that's good <laughs> yes. that's a real commentary on <clears throat> humans yeah and moths <laughs> Yes, the strength of a the inner strength of a moth is hard to destroy with chemicals. At least this kid's thinking outside the box. This is the type of thinking we need. Yeah, this is a kid who's going to grow up and replace our jobs in Hollywood. Um, Loch Ness monster, the dinosaurs that used to swim some perished when the meteor struck. Except some dinosaurs that got trapped in sap, and the sap is melting now. Nessie is one of those dinosaurs. 
She lived in Scotland. A tree fell on her and put her in the sap. Now it's melting, and she's like all the other dinosaur sightings we're seeing. News alert, by the way, we're seeing more dinosaurs. <laughs> I didn't know it was a girl. Uh, yeah, I, I, we've called her a girl on the show, or a female, I should say. Uh, but I like that he's embraced that, or he's come up with it on his own. I, I think the, there's something to it. Uh, he writes, since the islands have grown together by nature, Nessie cannot get out to find more food. Oh, so she's trapped in that. It used to be an ocean. Now she's trapped in a lake. We see her come up for air. Okay, got it. Thanks for taking the time to read his theories. He's been asking me to email y'all for a while. Sending all the best to each of you and your families. Heather and uh, her son. She said it was okay to say his name. I, I, I just, I will keep it. You know, we don't need any creeps rolling up at this kid's elementary school being like, are you the one that came up with the Nessie and Sap theory? <laughs> um, so we'll just say Heather and son in Georgia. Thanks, right, Heather. Right. Thank you, guys. Love that. Yeah, I love that it was his idea to write the letter and he's been bugging her to do it. Yes. Yeah, he's like, you need to tell these him, guys. I hope they don't let him listen to the segment which devolved into pubic hair. Hey, yeah, he's no, got to learn. Fast forward, Mom. It's going to happen. <laughs> Watch out for the shins, tribute. kid. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't judge. Don't compare yourself to somebody else's shins. Be be a strong moth, little man. Yeah, yeah. be a strong moth. Okay, let's dig in, Jen. I thought you could kick off uh, the 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 paranormal stories uh, from our listeners. What do you got there? Yes. Do you want me to read them in the order? Read the first one. Yes, yeah, please, okay. if you would. <clears throat> I would and will. Okay, here you go. Oh, <laughs> that's your email. <laughs> I'm like, here you go. <laughs> okay, sorry. Beginning now. <laughs> Hello, BCC boys and guests. That I have would been be listening. That's me. I have been listening to your podcast for a while now, and want to thank you for the positivity and laughter you bring. You have helped me through one of the worst bouts of depression. You are very appreciated. Oh, well, thanks. Aww. Love that. That's very nice. We, we get depression. We understand it. And uh, sorry you're going through it right now, listener. Oh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> my cousin is an avid hunter on Vancouver Island in British Columbia. Oh. And we have always joked about wanting to see Bigfoot on our trip to the woods together. When he told me what he saw on his last solo hunting trip, I knew you had to hear it. Mm. I got his permission to share. Sorry if it's long. My cousin said he saw a UFO while relaxing by the fire at the end of a day on a hunting trip. When I asked him if he could describe what he saw, he described the Phoenix lights, but might I say that was not the best part of his story. This is what he told me. Quote, I saw 12 lights above the mountain in a straight line equal distance apart. I thought I was seeing shit as I had trouble focusing on one light. So I tried to find the end of the line, then whatever it was moved in front of a star and blocked it out. That's when I tried to record it, but it didn't come through because I was close to the fire. I stopped trying to record, and when I looked up, there were a lot less lights, five or six now. I slowly watched as they disappeared. As soon as the last light was gone, I heard a loud bellowing knocks on the trees around me. One in front of me down the hill, a bit another at the same elevation that was to my left and the, sorry, one in front of me down the hill a bit, another at the same elevation that was to my left and the last right behind me. 
I have never heard anything like that before. And I threw all my shit in the truck, put out the fire and drove straight home. I told him how I have heard that some people feel that Bigfoot and aliens are linked and asked if he had any missing time. He said no missing time, but has a theory gut feeling on what was going on. His theory is that Bigfoot are aliens and they aren't hiding from people. They are hiding from another type of aliens. And that's why when the last light was gone, they started knocking on the trees to let the rest of the group know they were okay. This makes sense to me as other stories you guys have told that have a mix of Bigfoot and aliens in that the Bigfoot don't seem to be the ones in control as much as they are the muscle. Perhaps they are slaves. I jokingly told him he should have knocked back and made some sweet hunting buddies. What do you guys think? Thanks again, Natasha in British Columbia, Canada. Wow. Well, you know, I have in-laws on on Vancouver Island, and it's actually called... Uh, people refer to it as Ape Island due to all of the uh, the Bigfoot sightings that occur on that island. So, I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of, I mean, first of all, it is just vast, vast forest. A lot of it's been logged, but I mean, it's pristine wilderness for, uh, for th- these types of creatures if they exist. And um, yeah, the lights, that's strange. That's strange. The Phoenix lights, classic. Uh, What's interesting w- about those lights where they, you know, like that guy said, they could like, you know, s- go off on their own and then reform part of the craft, block out stars. Very mysterious. I wonder, what do you think about the Bigfoot being the alien's hired muscle? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, man. That's, uh, <laughs> why not? I mean, maybe they're the Gamorian guards to the alien grazes Jabba, Jabba the Hut. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, people do. I mean, the the in at least at least in the abduction experience, people describe the different entities have sort of different roles, right? Like there's the there's the little grays, and then there's the taller grays that seem to be in charge, and and the the you know. So yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting theory. It's uh, it sounds like what a great sighting though. That sounds like a fun night. <clears throat> Maybe the Bigfoot were knocking back and forth to each other because they also saw that giant UFO. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh uh, yeah, they're back. What if they were knocking because they saw a human man and they were like, hey, there's a dude. I don't know. Maybe they're yeah. afraid of him. Possible. Yeah. Be, like, be cool. Be cool. Someone's camping out tonight. Not only is there a human man, there's also alien crazy. <laughs> the, the Bigfoot are like, this is a big night for us. <laughs> and they um, wrote about it to their podcast. Yeah. Like, I yeah, saw exactly. a man. Yeah, it's called Wood Knocks. Yeah, knock, 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 knock. <laughs> the knock cast. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bryce, what do you got for us? All right, let me take a look. <clears throat> I like that you guys all print these out on paper. It's so, well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave cool. the Zoom the Zoom session and go on my email. And just, you know, I'm old you're, school. Yeah, you're real pros. Just I like old it. School like that. Here we I go. I love to print. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. I yeah, love right. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> Hi, Michael, Bryce, Riley, and Jen. I have a, been a big fan of the podcast after I discovered it when Paul Shear was a guest. I've been hooked ever since, and I just joined the Patreon. Oh, welcome. I have a story that actually involves your podcast. <gasps> I like listening to podcasts at night before I go to sleep. And my wife doesn't mind if I play them because they help her go to sleep. 
I mainly <laughs> we're so boring. <laughs> yeah, right is, to bed. Well, what a service we provide. <laughs> uh, I mainly listen to you guys and political podcasts. One night, we were listening to the L Files, and one of the stories involved an apparition of an old woman at the foot of someone's bed. I was worried this would freak out my wife, so I turned the podcast off. Important detail. I've been with my wife for over 20 years. In fact, she bought me a Bigfoot Collectors Club t-shirt for our 20th anniversary. All right, that's awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Cool wife. Yeah. And, and, And she always has had night terrors. I always ask her what scared her, and she almost always says she sees people near me, near her. About 30 minutes after I turned off the podcast, my wife screamed out in a night terror. As usual, I asked her what she saw. She said, I saw someone. I said, oh, it's probably because that story mentioned someone by the bed. She replied, oh, no. They mentioned a woman by the foot of the bed, and I saw an old man right beside me. She went right back to sleep, and I just lied there petrified that there was an old man spirit in our room. Second story. As I mentioned earlier, I've never had... Let's nice- just go right past that one. And- <laughs> <laughs> never talk about the old man by the bed again. Seriously. <laughs> I have never had night terrors, but I do have very clear dreams. In fact, if I'm dreaming and I wake up because something, if I'm dreaming and I wake up, it's because something woke me up. I can easily go back to sleep and resume my previous dream like it is a continuous story. Oh, that's, that's it. That's an important step to lucid dreaming, actually. I also never dream about my house or normal experiences. Several months after the previous night, I had a night terror. All I remember is that I started screaming over and over again, turn on the light, turn on the light. I must have said this at least six times. My wife was shocked and scared and turned on the bedroom light. I didn't feel like I was in total control of myself. I wasn't even aware that I was screaming. As my wife asked me what was wrong, it dawned on me that I was screaming because I saw a creature in the corner of my bedroom beside me. Of course, it wasn't there when we turned on the lights. It was a slug-like creature, about the size of a raccoon, and it was sitting on my dresser in the corner of the room. Like I said, I don't dream about my house or my room at all, and I've never had a night terror. Some rational explanations could be it was stress, but it was honestly one of the least stressful times of the year. I don't know what I saw, but I'm so sure that something was in my room. I think I may have to take Bryce's advice and go get regressed. (laughs) Love the show, Mike. All right. Well, thank you for that. That was amazing. Uh, I yeah. have. I. What do you? Real quick, can can we go around and describe if you have them, uh, like nightmare creatures that appear? Mm. Is there any recurring nightmare creatures that appear in your dreams? Mm. Hmm. I don't no have any creatures. creatures. Yeah. No. Or, or motifs. I don't know. It doesn't have. I've had night terrors a lot, like not recently, but they were the last five years. I don't mm. even want to think about it because I don't want them to come back. What would they want? What did you see? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to think about it. So what was it? It's always a shadow. <laughs> Let's and think about all- it for now. Let's think about it for a minute. It's always like a man's shadow, and they're sitting on my bed, and they, um, like. I don't, they're coming towards me, but I, or, or something coming in the door, Mm. like in the front door, like I can hear someone breaking in. It's always like some, it's always like a burglar kind of situation. Oh, that's awful. It's awful. And I'm always like, "Ah." and I'm always like, oh, it's awful. Oh God. 
Anyway, yeah. no light, creatures. Light more of that sage, girl. Yeah, I'm lighting it. <laughs> you know, the only night, the only common recurring night terror I can remember was, was when I was a boy, and it was that uh, it was Stripe from the Gremlins. That one just happened yes. over oh, and over. That's cute. I've talked about that one. I don't know what it meant, but it always came in the same window, this the same room, and it was it would just scare the fuck out of me. And so, yeah. I just had that one dream, but I think I talked about it on the show early on. I had that mm-hmm. recurring dream when I was a kid where I was like in an infinite white space and then it would collapse down until I was like being crushed. And then I would fall down a waterfall and wake up right before I hit the water. And I had that wow. dream like so many times, so many times. Interesting. But no, no creatures or anything like that. I relate to the God, Bradley. That's, it's like the cover of like an, <laughs> Uh, like a what is it? ED EDM? What is it? Electric dance music? Is that yeah. what it's called? Electronic? Oh my god, grandpa! Like, like, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. What do you call techno? You know, the kids with the keyboards. I just is Dave Matthews still in a band? <laughs> um, it sounds like a cover to some like electronica album. That's, yeah, uh, no, I know. It's like my childhood brain was like a Pink Floyd concert. I guess. Yeah, it's like Tom. You and Tom York have the same nightmares. <laughs> um, I'll take that. Uh, the slug, the rat, the slug, the raccoon sized slug resonated with me because I will have nightmares where there are little creatures, like almost like insect like. Or a little, they're always like about that size, about the size of a cat or a raccoon, but they're, they're like millipedes, but they'll have like really vibrant, vibrant colors and patterns like stripes or polka dots or like weird. They look like something out of like a, a Joe Dante movie, like Gremlins or oh, something, yeah. but they're big, bu- they're big bugs. And I, I'm always Dude, like the trying to run away world from is them. Just- Oh man, God. we're 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 lucky. Insects are so small. Seriously, uh, Grace and I were watching videos of caterpillars the other night, and man, their faces are horrifying. They're like monsters. Oh my God! And they shoot yeah. them with all macro, all close up. They're like these, just like they crazy. Yeah. yeah, and then you know they make yeah. a spit cocoon and yeah. liquefy their bodies and turn into butterflies, like moths. So crazy. recently, I've been when I when I as soon as I wake up, I. I don't like to go. I've been giving myself at least like 15, 20 minutes before I go to the phone, trying to break that habit of immediately going to the phone. Nice. And so what I'll do now is I'll just try and go back through details of the mem- of the dreams that I had. And it's really difficult, but, uh, but it, the more you practice it, the more you can, you know, start remembering your dreams. Uh, but are you guys able to remember your dreams in the morning time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're uh, always very vivid in the morning. Oh yeah, that's good. That's a good thing to do. That's a good practice to do is to to try and re-remember what you experienced and what the just as many details as you can about what you had. I've yeah. been having intense COVID quarantine dreams like yeah. they are they're you know what I mean? I feel like they're like really heightened right now. You right. Know? Right. Um not necessarily interesting, just intense and sometimes stressful. Yeah. Well. Oh boy. Riley? <laughs> What do you yeah. got there, pal? All right. I didn't print it out because I'm not. It's fine. I don't either. I'm not cool like you guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, you could have the opposite t-shirt. I don't print. I don't print, man. <laughs> I, I don't print. I'm sure you could make that a political statement somehow or another. Yeah. Um, all right. Hi, club leaders. Thunderbird scouts. I like that. That's good. 
Uh, the latest Listener Tales episode. I also like that instead of Elfiles. Listener Tales. <laughs> or, sorry, I'm going to stop commenting on every other word. And just read this. <laughs> okay, here we go. Guess you the don't la- like my ideas. <laughs> oh, Michael, it's Elfiles is really good. It's like X Files. It's like the you know, X Files, but it's the We L-Files. all get it. No, it's Come good. On. It's great. No, it's like DuckTales. Oh, God, this mic yeah. keeps falling. Oh, I thought it was an L word reference. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Yes, that's that's what everyone knows. I'm a huge L word L word fan. <laughs> um, okay, the latest Lister Tales episode jogged my memory of an experience I had about 20 years ago when I graduated college. I received a generous bouquet of flowers, a gorgeous bouquet, but I do, but it was a generous <laughs> gift. You know what's fun? You're man, you're good. I was just I, I live cut back and forth between gallery view and speaker view for the recording here, and I looked away for one word. And you caught me that one word as I cut the camera oh, to I'm myself. Always, I'm always reading along and correcting everybody. I was like, I'm just going to casually cut to myself here. No one will even know I did it. And uh, now everyone knows. So I'm going to cut to myself again. All right. I received a gorgeous bouquet of flowers in a crystal. Oh, my God. Now it's stuck on Michael. This is live production here. All right. Hold on. Unpin. Oh, handsome. Let's just leave it on Michael while I talk. All right. There we go. Whatever. Here we go. This is new to us. All right, we got some flowers and a crystal heirloom vase from my grandmother. When the flowers began to die, I put the vase out on the balcony, not thinking much of it. The next day, I came out to see a dark being standing inside the corner by the balcony door. It was a smoky gray looming figure, very stern. I could not see any features at all. It was almost like a silhouette. I I didn't audibly hear a voice, but the message was clear. Get that vase inside. When I told my grandmother about this, she said nonchalantly, Oh, that's Grace. It was her vase. My great-grandmother, whom I never knew, was apparently this type of person in life. What do you guys think? Was this a shadow person or her spirit? Can a shadow person be the ghost of a loved one, or is it a different entity entirely? I keep the vase secure in a china cabinet and have not seen anything since. Love, Grandma Jessica. Grace. Great-grandma Grace loves that vase in a, in a china cabinet. Yep, you must, yeah, great-grandma loves that vase. Keep it in a case. So say Grace. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, sure, why not? That was grandma saying, you know, that's a very grandma thing to say, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love the idea of a grandma coming back and being like, "You didn't. That's not in the right place. <laughs> right. Know where that goes? It makes me so happy." <laughs> that's the last memory, physical memory of me on this planet. Put it back <laughs> where a baseball's not going to hit it. Um, I yeah, I think shadow. I mean, look, I, are all shadow people ghosts of loved ones? No. Can they be? Yes, because I, I think sometimes that shadow form. It's just like the most uh, you can perceive yeah. of of the physical manifestation of that spirit. Uh, so yes, yes, it can. It doesn't mean that all of them are. That's what I would say. Yeah, same. I mean, I, yeah, I, I would even go so far as to say maybe unrelated, but just uh, it just was shadowy. You know, maybe those yeah. are two separate right. entirely. Just yeah, that's how <clears throat> Grandma came across. You know. Well, and you know, reading that, reading that again, that 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 great new book with by Amy Bruni uh, from Kindred Spirits, My Life with Ghosts. She talks about kind of how it takes a lot, <clears throat> a lot of energy uh, to communicate from the spirit world. In other words, to like to move something or to to reveal yourself as a remember like in ghost remember he had to like go through ghost training to like to like move shit and and uh, and stuff like that. So I think uh, I think that checks out on some level. Ghost training. 
That was what was cool about that movie when I was a kid was I love the ghost training stuff. Yeah, like, right. That, it's like Rocky Four, but with ghosts. Yeah, that movie's like that movie's like I gotta re, I gotta rewatch that film. That's like some good sci fi fantasy in that yeah. movie. Swayze's such a man too. I just love that dude. He's just like yeah, and he's yeah. a ghost now. Yeah, and he's a go- real ghost now. Yeah. yeah, I bet I bet he got a jump start on all that ghost training from doing that movie. <laughs> so he just came there. He's just like throwing pennies across the room. <laughs> totally. I did this in a movie once, guys. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm that actor dancer. ghost yeah. again. Uh, it's not the same as real ghost training. Yeah, totally. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's time for more L-Files Sweet. with Jen Kirkman. And we're back. How's that, everybody? Oh, wait. Good. We're back, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's dig back into the L files with a letter from Bryce. Oh, great. <clears throat> Here we go. Hello, Michael, Bryce, and Riley, and guest. I'm a new fan, currently starting from your podcast from the beginning. I love your podcast. You guys are doing a phenomenal job, and I just wanted to share my story with you. Thank you. During my teenage years, I lived with my mother in a duplex in Grand Prairie, Texas. This place seemed totally normal to me in the beginning. Occasionally, I would hear sounds, but I just assumed it was other people on the other side of the house. For instance, it sounded like someone was walking up the stairs because I could hear them creak or bumps on the wall. My cousin and I always had sleepovers, and she noticed the same things. Like, my mother's room would sound like someone's in there, but the door would be locked and it would be us alone in the house. My mother's room connected to the bathroom. The toilet and shower had two doors, one to her room and one to my vanity, and then a door to the hall from my vanity, in an L shape. We always felt somewhat uncomfortable, but could never place why. One day... We decide to play the pencil game to communicate. Thinking nothing of it. I think she's talking about automatic writing. Uh, Thinking nothing of it because we didn't actually think anything was there. So we use two pencils with their sharpened ends meeting while you hold the very tips of the eraser ends. Yes is up and down. uh, Yes is up and no is down. Oh, I see. Okay. We asked. You know a lot about touching tips, don't you, from your days in Reno? (laughs) (laughs) Growing up in Reno. Yeah, dude, all the time. Yeah. Touching tips in Reno is another good BJ in the Shadow Bat song. Yeah, that's a BJ in the Shadow Bat song. song Touching tips in Reno. Oh, my (laughs) God. Wait, so do you. Do you put the pencils like this and you ask it a question and it goes up or down? I okay. guess, right? I mean, right. Mike, no is idea. that what you're guessing? Yeah, so uh, you you hold the pencils with the sharpened ends. Oh, uh, no, yeah. So you hold, the t- you hold the eraser ends so the sharpened points of the pencils oh. are meeting. I need right? a sharp one. So let's see. Let me grab. That's a good right. angle. Right. Um, so you I, have I like this. Here. Like this. And then, okay. like, you're holding one and I'm holding one. And then you ask a question, and yes is up and no is down, right? So if, so it's like oh, this. Okay. Yes or no questions. One of my lyrics would be, it's hard to touch tips <laughs> in Reno, in Reno, Nevada. When you don't have a tip and you just have a stump. Because Bigfoot ripped my dick off. Okay. <laughs> 
That's the chorus, big flake. Oh, Bigfoot rip my dick off. It's about. It's all about. Uh, it's about what happens to the biker after that scene in Night of the Demon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't have enough hair on my shin. <laughs> you gotta have shin hair. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, so we use two pencils with their sharpened ends meeting while you hold the very tips of the eraser ends. Yes is up, no is down. We asked if someone was there and we got a yes. We are obviously freaked out and wanted to leave. I think we asked more questions, but I was too scared to recall them now. The doorknob to my mother's room had started turning by itself and shaking the door and the door to the hall was doing the same. We couldn't turn the handle like it was locked. The lock was not locked because it was on our side, trapping us in. We stayed there a bit, totally uncomfortable and crying. I eventually got the strength to say, leave us alone, and was able to finally open the door to the hall where we promptly ran out of the house. She continued to sleep over, but if she was there, we would take turns sitting on the toilet while others showered, <laughs> so we were never alone. I oh. thought they were shitting their, <laughs> shitting their oh brains my. out. <laughs> oh, no. We still heard sounds and movement, but we never tried to communicate again. Eventually, I moved out, and we occasionally reference this story when talking about our childhood. Thank you for your awesome podcast, Ayla. Wow. Who knew touching pencil tips was such a powerful occult weapon? Wow. <laughs> yeah, Open to rip through the fabric of space-time. Yeah, Less so- pretty powerful. Yeah, something wanted to communicate, yeah. Yikes. Uh, Ayla, we'd like updates if you guys ever found out what the fuck was going on in that L-shaped hallway. Mm. I know that feeling. I, I get it at my sister's house. Her, her house isn't... Uh, it's newer, like... It was an old little tiny house, and she and her then husband like built on it. But she lives like down the street from a graveyard. And when I, I her house feels haunted to me. And when I'm staying there, and all my family is like in the living room watching TV, I always go to bed early. And I'm like literally in my forties, going, "Dad," and he's like, "Why?" Well, I'm like, "I'm the only one I trust is my dad. My sister will fuck with me. My mother's like, what are you doing?' My dad will safely like I trust him to walk me upstairs or I make him wait at the bottom of the stairs while I, while I go into my room, but he won't like, no one will do it anymore. They're like, just stop, just stop. I'm like, but I know I just feel something there, you know? Um, but I know that feeling where like, you can't shake it, that there's something there. And it makes me want to put my back up against something kind of, so nothing can be behind me. It's like that kind of feeling. Yeah. But you can't explain it. I'm picturing you now coming back after like, you know, the pandemic's over and you're, you come, you come visit your family and you're like, guys, guys, I learned this new method. We can talk to ghosts. All right. I need two pencils. (laughs) Everyone get in the hallway with me. Oh, that'd be nice. Wouldn't that be fun though? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you, Ayla. All right, Riley, what do you got there? All right. Um, Hey guys. I love the show, am a patron, and get excited every Wednesday when I see a new episode. I have a fun ghost hunt I went on in October of 2020, but I'll make that a separate email as there's a lot more to get into. Ooh, a tease! Yeah, it's, it's really, this person knows how to set it up, build the tension. Wow. So I want to start on how I found myself believing in ghosts, or what I personally like to think is maybe residual energy now. I lived in an older home built in the 70s, but I think the basement was much older. It was 
I'm just laughing at the 70s is older. Oh. Oh, no, the basement is older than the house, I think is what they're saying. Oh, okay. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. No, they literally say an older home built in the 70s. Oh, yeah. An older home built in the 70s. Oh, you're the right. The house I oh, yeah. grew up in. I was built in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. I was <laughs> That's, now it all makes sense. I'm with you. I'm Three with of the you. four of us were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, it was it was one of the creepiest homes I've lived in. And then, and even to this day, I still have dreams about that place being haunted. I never saw anything that I remember, but I did have a terrible time with sleepwalking when my mom and I lived there. This was also the start of really vivid, sometimes prophetic dreams that lasted from about 7 to 14. My mother was definitely very open and okay with talking about ghosts and her experiences, so it was always presented as a real thing that others had experienced. My grandparents' house, I also believed to be haunted by my mother's childhood cat that looked to be... (laughs) A very big, very opinionated, big energy, twenty-five-year-old cat. Wow! Wow! It's awesome. I'd hear the pat, pat, pat of little paws coming near the pull, the pull-out bed I'd sleep on on weekends, and then I'd feel a slight pressure by my feet on the bed, like a cat curling up into a oh ball. Oh my god! I would ghost cat. Love dude. that. Oh, what any of any of us would give for a ghost yes. cat? Oh my god! <laughs> Obviously, dream uh, pet. That's on my dream pet. Yes. No litter box, perfect. I want, a, I want a Quaker parrot in my seventies, and I want a ghost cat now in my forties. <laughs> this, this, this happened a few times, and often when I'm over there, I'll see something small and dark moving out of the corner of my eye. Okay, last one. The last haunted-ish house I resided in was when I was between the ages of sixteen to eighteen. I had the whole of the mostly unfinished basement of a 2009 house to myself, an older 2009 house to myself. (laughs) (laughs) There would be times when I was the only person home and I'd hear movement like someone was digging through plastic bags in the other room. There weren't any plastic bags. The area was mostly storage totes. I tried to tell my mother about it at the time, but she brushed it off as mice. But having lived with mice, you know what they sound like. The other creepy thing that would happen in this house is my old IBM tower and heavy monitor would just turn on by itself at, at terrifying times of the night. The first time it did it was 2.50 a.m. Mm-hmm. I turned the computer off, walked away, and turned it on again. Really freaked out and now. it turned on again. Thank you, Michael. God, the on best proofreader. Own. Yeah. Sorry. That's, no, that was an important... Best was, proofreader for anyone except myself. Live, <laughs> live proofreading by Michael McMillan. That's a... That's a pandemic skill you can do over Zoom. Uh, available. Uh, it costs $100 <laughs> an hour. I need to pay rent. He'll watch you read stuff and tell you when you're wrong. Yes, I'll be the one in your <laughs> ear during your Zoom. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Go back, go back. <laughs> All right. Really freaked out now. I unplugged the whole thing and slept on the couch. It turned itself on at least twice. This was the only time it ever did that. Wait, so he's saying it turned itself on while it was unplugged? Is that what... That's what Apparently. Michael, I'm I'm deferring to you on this. I, I think it turned itself uh on at least twice before he unplugged it and moved to the couch. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. Or uh, he or she. Sorry. I hope this wasn't too long and that you are all surviving in COVID times. We are, thank you. Go get regressed and kisses, Nessie. <laughs> he, she, or they, I should say. Nessie. Um Wow, yeah. You know, my parents have a desktop computer in the guest room when i go to visit and you know when you try to sleep in your parents guest room that 
tower on that old PC is the <laughs> brightest. Thing. They might there might as well be like a lighthouse <laughs> in yeah. the bedroom with you. It's so is, true. So hard to fall asleep with one of those things. Uh, whether whether or not it's haunted, I I can't. It does feel like another presence entirely in the room. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the fans um, and the clicking and everything. But man, I I don't know. I relate to the uh, ghosts in the machines thing because there's just. I mean, even today, this is why we're on Zoom. Maybe the the spirits wanted us to hang out and see each other's faces and. We're not allowed. That was definitely, and you know, what's even weirder is like, I knew we were audio only, but for some reason, I, I mean, I'm I'm in a night t-shirt, but like, I, I seriously was like, oh, I'll put on some gold eyeshadow for fun. Nobody cares. But there was like something that was like, I almost knew there was going to be a video. Um, Jen, did you sabotage our first attempt at a recording just to <laughs> your gold eyeshadow? <laughs> just kept pretending. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't hear you. I, no, I but you, saw, you. you, you FaceTime me. You saw. I, you know, I was going to say in my, in some of my um, uh, night terrors, some of them haven't been terrors. Some of them have been nice, nice terrors where like I'm. Joys. Where I'm, uh, a I feel the presence of a of like a ghost cat. Like I feel something sitting on my feet and um, yeah. So I don't, I, I relate to that feeling. It's so real when you feel it and there's nothing else it could be, especially mm. if you live alone and don't have a pet. Like it's so weird. I've had a couple, I, I, I mentioned this a few mo- months ago about feeling that like in sort of a half sleep state with Albie, my dearly departed bulldog. And I've been having such vivid, intense dreams about him visiting me lately. Mm. And some of them are like when I'm like half asleep and it really feels like I can reach out next to me on my bed. And, you know, look, I've got Violet usually there with me, but the difference between the size and shape of Albie, I mean, Albie has a very squishy bulldog face and there's a very tactile, uh, sense to those kind of dreams uh this sounds like this person's not even asleep when yeah the, the, the cat gets up on the bed but i i i love that um i was going to say to echo to respond to what riley was saying which is look if there's a poltergeist and there's maybe a wilderness geist maybe you know there's an electro geist maybe there's a poltergeist that lives mm, in I electric, like that electric <clears throat> electric machines well, you know, you watch you, you know, watch the gremlins. all those. They would say the gremlins. Yeah, the gremlins used to be in the you planes. Wa- you watch all those ghost shows, and that's the majority of how they communicate with these discarnate entities through some t- type of electrical equipment, whether it's EVP on their digital voice recorders, uh, or these other types of out of the box electronic equipment that they're using to, you know, uh, trigger some sort of detection of these of these ghosts. So, yeah, obviously, it seems to be. You know the the electricity in that sort of realm is a is an easy conduit for for these discarnate entities to use. Totally, uh, yeah, it makes but, sense. It would be easier to like you know fuck with a circuit than move a picture or something. Like just a <laughs> right. small amount of energy to to mess with a circuit. You know, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm thinking maybe like there are nature spirits. Maybe there are machine spirits that yeah. are now. No, I like that. I dig that. That's a cool from the machine themselves, you know, oh. like mm. in the way that, uh, you know, like elves and fairies come from the woods. Maybe we have like digital right, elves right. and fairies now. I don't know. 
Jen, uh, I can I see think- now. I, now I envision Patrick Swayze going. I want to skip the electrics class. I want to go right to tossing pennies and cups. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa there, Swayze. I know you did a movie back on the real world, but... Yeah, think about, like, Sorry. ghosts having to keep up with technology even when they're dead. It's like, oh, I died in, in, in 1902. You know, analog <laughs> yeah. was just getting started. and now, I just oh. got used to haunting pagers. Now <laughs> yeah, this? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, that idea kind of haunts me, right? I remember when I could just haunt children in a tilt-a-whirl. Yeah. Now I have to. Now I'm showing up in TikToks. I don't know what's going on. Who's to? Who's Is to? Is it a say, grandfather clock? Imagine seeing a ghost that. on a TikTok. That's going to happen. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It seems inevitable, right? At some point, yeah. I'm sure there's already one there. Probs. Probs. But you know, I think about that a lot. That the that the the other side, if you will, might might have its own trials and tribulations that you have to go through there as well. So it might not just be passing on or the occasional haunting, but, you know, perhaps there's some sort of purpose or meaning and or, you know, things that you have to accomplish on that side as well Come and off. learn. Can I just get a rest? I know. I hope <laughs> not. God. Because I am just... I'm already like coast until pension kicks in because <laughs> I am done. I'm going to stay an actor as long as I can get my SAG pension uh, and then I'm out. Oh my God. I know. Isn't that I'm, awful? Need wow. a okay. Jen, I just want my cat books and my, yeah. my wine my, and my ghost cats. All right. Jen, what do you got for us? This gal's got quite a personality in her writing. All I, right. I enjoy it. Hey there, BCC, and insert name of guest, Jen. Hello. All caps, let's get right into some strangeness. Okay. That is my, It is. Okay, good. My grandfather passed the day after Christmas of 2020. Ugh. He had complications due to COPD and was in and out of the hospital for some time. As a family, we had been mentally prepared for him to go, so when he did, it wasn't much of a shock. He was in the hospital being monitored for troubled breathing when I came home for the holidays. I was talking with my husband on the phone when a strange feeling came over me. Maybe it's intuition. Maybe it's Maybelline. But for some reason, I told him, I think something big is going to happen today. We both kind of brushed it off because let's be honest, 2020 was a roller coaster of a year and it felt like something ominous was constantly happening. Plus, it was the end of the holiday season and there's always that weird lull feeling once all the chaos begins to settle down, you know? After we hung up, I just continued with my day and thought nothing much of my weird feeling. I was on the opposite end of the house from my mother. She was in the living room watching the fireplace channel on cable. It's weird, (laughs) I know. But that's, know, an important, <laughs> but that's an important detail for later. My son was out of the house with my stepdad, so there was no chaos or noise within the house. Just the sound of a televised campfire and ambient noise. The perfect time for some strangeness. That's when I heard the voice of my grandfather. It sounded like it came from the living room where my mom was. I couldn't understand what was being said because he was talking to her in Tagalog. I was never taught the language because, well, that's another story for a different podcast, LOL. I went into the living room and told my mom what had just happened. We both kind of just stared at each other, shocked, and went, wow, that's weird, and continued with our day. 
I have an extensive history with the paranormal and possible abilities that I'm trying to hone in on. My mom is very aware of it and has her own abilities, so this is quite normal for us and our family. A few minutes later, mom realized her phone was missing. We looked all over the house and couldn't find it. I tried to call it, but my mom had her phone set to silent. Eventually, my mom found the phone in my grandfather's room on his bed. Maybe she left it on his bare mattress after stripping the sheets to be washed. Or maybe my grandfather put it there for her to find. (laughs) And that's when my mom got the call from the hospital saying that my grandfather had passed at 9 a.m. that morning. I looked at my phone to see if I could get a possible timeline of the weird events that had just happened. I got off the phone with my husband at 8.59 a.m. Wow. Heard my grandfather's voice maybe 10 minutes later. Went on a hunt for my mom's phone maybe 30 minutes after that. The sequence of events happened relatively close to each other. Pretty cool, right? Pretty strange? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed my story. I'll write in again on how I met my dead great-grandmother and great-great-grandfather after attending one of Adela's online classes. Alexa. Whoa. Is it Adela? I said Adela. Adela. That's fine. Adela. Wow. Interesting. Whoa. That, uh, yeah. I'm, I believe that. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what Tagalog is. Is that, um. It's, uh, it's a language. Let's see. It's spoken in. Is it like. Um, Somewhere in Southeast Asia, I think. Yeah. It's, um, it's also spoken in the philippines and uh it's an official language in the philippines there you go filipino uh it's native to the philippines they speak it in luzon and neighboring islands and forming the basis of standardized national language of the philippines so okay austronesian language so polynesian uh it's in the polynesian borneo philippine and austronesian uh family of languages man you can sound so smart when you have the internet in front of you you know, yeah, know. well i thought it was Poly- i thought it was polynesian i didn't know if that not was- that you're not so i just well i'm certainly smarter with google in front of me that's for sure aren't uh, we all i thought but i wasn't i wasn't correct so I, that's why i had to look it up but that's the story it's a classic uh you know that that passing window, right, where the, yeah. the relative can kind of playfully communicate or let people know things are okay, or just sort of sort of ease the tension of the moment. You know, that's uh, that's a cool story. I like it. Yeah, we've heard that before. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I also, I feel like forty minutes is like too long to call and tell you the family that their father died. But what do I know? I- that that's what I was wondering too. I was like, but you know, maybe. They didn't know. Uh, no, that makes no sense because they would have heard. Yeah. Wow. Dude, right. hospitals are rough this year. <laughs> well, maybe true. they've been calling yeah. too because the, oh, the phone phone's was on the, the bed in the other room and right, can't right. hear it. Yeah, find the phone. Yeah, that's true. Uh, awesome, Alexa. Thank you for sharing, and we're sorry for your loss. Um, Indeed. Okay, uh, I got one more for us, everybody. Here away I go. Hey guys. First off, huge fan of the show. High strangeness while laughing, nothing better. My name is Charlie. Uh, I'm not going to say his last name just in case. I'm 30 years old from uh, Olney, Illinois, and currently living in uh, Evansville, Indiana. I'm a private equity accountant for a large administrative company and have been experiencing strange things since 2012. Hmm. Uh, I hope 
I hope I didn't just blast out too much details about uh, your job and your location. I'd like to think those two things are directly related to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, in May 2012, I just moved back from Illinois to Sarasota as my father was just in a severe motorcycle accident, as well as my mom being diagnosed with breast cancer. Oof, that's a rough, rough. one. Uh, I sat outside one night smoking a cig and a bright singular light flew over me and stops. Okay. I forgot to tell everybody uh, because we were distracted. Uh, oh yeah. You sent an email. I sent you some photos, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So um, I'm going to actually open up one of these photos myself and see if I can throw it up on my share screen. Uh, let me see. I'm going to go to my, uh, oh, we're getting techy. Look at this. I see. I'm looking at it. Can, can okay, you guys so... see me even though I'm looking at my email? <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah. Wait, what? Grandpa wants to know. We're learning together here. This did is... you think that when you opened up your email, it blocks your camera? Yeah, I did. I was just wondering. I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> That's, That's fair. Fair. Grandpa didn't know. It's like Riley, peekaboo, you know. I've got them on my phone. Do me a favor oh, and share smart. your screen with one of these, with maybe that first photo, so I can read and and the people who are watching can see the photo. I think I can do that. Yeah, yeah I have do that. Throw that. I have up my email up on screen. another. Computer. Oh yeah, that's a um, fucking classic UFO right put there. Me okay, on the... so. Uh, now, oh my god that's so great. you guys see me that's like when you're a kid and you cover your eyes and think people can't see <laughs> um, so okay charlie is uh smoking a cigarette si- sees a singular light flying over me which yeah, that stops. cigarette sounds good right now oh my I'm, god i know <laughs> you just stopped it there just like uh, uh, uh. i'm smoking if you got him guys i immediately realized this was no plane or anything else it just stayed over me I get my phone light, wave it around, and briefly, it moves as well. I stayed out until the sun came out watching this object before it dims to nothing. Uh, One week later, I get the courage to go drive around in the country by myself in search of the light. Mm. And uh, now I can't read my... Hold on. Keep that up. That's good. Um, As I was driving, I noticed what I thought was a street light in my my rear view mirror until I turned and it was still... Oh, man. That's awesome. I turn again, still there. I drove for several miles with this basketball size orange light in my rear view mirror at all times. I called my friends crying out of confusion and excitement. I ended up parking at a random road, got out of my car and just watched this light about 200 yards away. I sat again until the sun was starting to come up, but before it broke the horizon, this light started to grow. Pulled out my old, not smartphone, and was able to take two pictures as it was glowing, and before I know, the light vanishes. So I think those are the pictures we're looking at. It's like a saucer shape in there, too, if you see. Yeah. Wild. The main story I would like to tell is later in that summer, roughly July, my friend and I went to a cabin near one of the lakes. We had been seeing what we call cruisers. Single light looks like a star, white or orangish red. I've seen that, by the way, Charlie, quite frequently now. And this night, uh, quite frequently now, and this night would become one I would never forget. The first thing we noticed is the smell of what we could only think of was sulfur. Yeah. We smelt it at night, and we were out there frequently. Then it was a strangely cold for a summer night. I remember getting several layers of clothes out of my car, just 
just had moved lots of crap in my car still while we were watching the skies we decided to walk down the road a little ways and we get parted some as i'm watching the skies i see a light appear which catches my eyes and it free falls down in front of me straight into the cornfield as soon as it gets to the ground level it vanishes i scream for my friend what i just saw and we walk back to the car we then start discussing the idea that maybe they are interested in farming soil due to crop circles. We went on any lead we could, and we decided to take a couple steps into the field at roughly 2 a.m. Now, the field is about a country square mile with, that ran down farmhouse with a rundown farmhouse on the far side. Literally within a minute of us stepping into it, a, uh, a orange light appears next to the house which was very strange. We begin to wonder if they can see us in the field. Next thing we know, two very large, perfectly rectangular lights appeared out of nowhere uh, directly at us, aimed directly at us. We froze like a deer in headlights, and I asked, what is that? Can they see us? And after 10 seconds, the lights disappear. No sounds before or after, and no indication of farm equipment, just two huge lights in the field. We were confused, but assumed it was a late-night farmer. We decided to drive on the other side of the field to see if we could find anything. And as we do, we drive by the rundown farmhouse, and I see a man in a flannel shirt outside with his hands on his hips. We decided to wait until sunrise and see if it was a tractor or shed we didn't know about. When we drive back in the morning, there's no shed, no farm equipment, and it hits us that we were flashed by two large rectangular quiet lights. After talking with my friend, I told him I saw a guy in flannel standing outside and I said, I didn't, and he said, I didn't see him. I saw a guy in his underwear holding a dog by the door. What? It also hit us that we were most likely woken up by the lights at 2 a.m. and we're also investigating. Still regret not stopping to... T- oh, that they were also woken up, the people that they saw. We still regret not talking to them, but at the time, we were convinced it was a shed or tractor. Um, I ha- That the, the light source was a shed or tractor. I have continued to have experiences ever since that first night, and it has drastically changed my life and how I view and operate my day-to-day for the better. I will attach the photos I took from the night I believed I was followed in my car as well as others if it fits in the email. Keep doing the good work, and maybe one day we'll be lucky enough to play bullshit or believe it. Thank you, Charlie. Mm. Yeah, so he he attached a couple uh, orb photos. uh, Yeah, they're pretty good. Did you show the nighttime ones, Riley? Uh, yeah, I can't hold on. I didn't. I didn't know where in the story I was supposed to show that. Well, I think they were just extra ones. I think maybe he's. Here we go. You see so, that? so you guys he saw that? that, and then yeah. kept waiting and looking at it until the sun came up, and then it got lower and became the other things we saw. Yes, yes, and I wow. think that maybe that photo we were just looking at was from another orb that he'd seen. But that orange orb we just saw that reminds me of stuff you've seen, uh, Bryce. And yeah, that looks exactly seen, like. So. Yeah, that looks exactly like it. Wow. Wowie, wowie, whoa, whoa, Charlie, spooky stuff. Thank you for sharing that. Um, guys, that brings us to the end of this very unique uh, L Files episode. <laughs> mm. I want to thank Jen Kirkman, godmother of BCC, for joining us. I yep. want to thank you guys for writing in. If you, you, yes, you listener, 
you are uh, thinking, I got a story, email us, bigfootcollectorsclub at gmail.com, and we might read it on the show. If we haven't read your uh, letter yet, by the way, um, it, it, uh, we might, we'll probably get to it. Um, we get, a, we're getting more and more now. Um, try to keep it tight. Try to keep it a little bit shorter around the length that you just heard. Um, there's some good stuff you guys send us, but they're just like too, too long. So try to edit it down a little bit. Um, and that's, that'll give a good chance of it being on, on the show. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, Jen, yes. we don't know where we can find Bigfoot, but where can people find you? Oh, um, on the internet, Instagram at Jen Kirkman, one in and Jen. I have a podcast. It's called No Fun. It's a solo podcast. I just kind of ramble about stuff going on in my head, in the world, and in life. It's fun if you like that kind of thing. And that's it. Great. Uh, boys, anything to plug for yourselves? Uh, Expedition Bigfoot, Sunday nights, Discovery Plus, and uh, Dirty Picture Cover Up, an adult game for childish people. Ooh. Draw a dirty picture, cover it up, be judged, win. Get one. Ready? You know, the Spindrift album's still in pre-order. It will come out, I promise you. Uh, it's really good. And when it finally comes out, hopefully you'll enjoy it. But go pre-order it at alternativetentacles.com. Yes, and links to both of those will be up there. And Jen, if you have anything, uh, uh, I'll throw a link up for you as well in the show notes. Uh, there's one more thing you guys can do for us. Uh, say you can't join the Patreon, you don't have the dough, you don't have the time, you don't have the love for your boys over here at Bigfoot Collectors Club. Um, do us at least this favor. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. It'll help get the show to more people. And if you do, we might read it here on the air just like this one. Believe it all by ky.nini61. Five stars. While traveling each week to see my grandchildren who live on opposite ends of the state, I discover this podcast filled with mystifying stories of the impossibly possible, and I was hooked. Michael, Bryson, Riley, and esteemed guests, All right. especially tonight, are always a mind-boggling and interesting listen. They push you to the edge and then some. One of my favorite podcasts for my commute since I have been from since I have been from my childhood, a believe it kind of gal i mean oh, this, love that this is a five star five star review thank you so much it doesn't have to be that long okay why well, might stand for kentucky so maybe they're driving through kentucky where bryce has recently been on expedition mm. bigfoot all right everybody thank you so much uh thanks again to jen kirkman she'll be back of course sometime in the near future i don't doubt it next week is our big 150th episode of Bigfoot. Wow. whoa fucking believe it that's crazy um, i didn't even know that lost count yeah so wow. uh, we'll have some. Um, I can't wait for that. And thank you for listening. Good night. And go get regressed. All right. Yay. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month.
Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.